All right, gentlemen, are we ready? Let's do it. Ready. All right, well then, engineer, cue the music. of my brother, Ethan, uh, Neil Cordray. I'm joined this week by... The one-hit wonder, Ben. And... Nothing clever to say, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and now you see my problems with trying, with trying to come up with something clever every week. Uh, <laughs> uh, and we are going to talk to you today about uh, sequels. Uh, yes, we've done an episode on sequels that were better than the originals. On episode on sequels that were not as good as the originals. Sequels that never should have been done. Did we do sequels that never should have been done? That well, I guess that the weren't as good as the originals. Yeah. So today we're going to do an episode on sequels we would like to see happen. And I'm going to be leaning very heavily on my two co-members because they actually have lists and I do not, so I will have to think. Um, but I will still also start up. Uh, because I'm not just talking about movie sequels here. I'm going to talk about some game sequels too. And I would really love to see Half-Life 3 happen. Um, which is... Because Valve has never heard that before. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> huh. What should I drink first? Are you drinking beer? Uh, no, I'm drinking Guinness. Very big uh, difference. Yeah, big difference. Uh, I've also got a blueberry pomegranate martini uh, for later. Okay, so the so not you're not going to drink the martini with a beer chaser? <sighs> Wait, that's Guinness. Never mind. Yeah, well... <laughs> Drink the, drink they, the Guinness. They always, say, they always say uh, liquor after beer, you're in the clear. Uh, beer before liquor, you've never been sicker. Or something along those lines. Yeah, I can't even remember. That's, that's it's it's a stupid adage. Because it really doesn't matter. The key to avoiding a hangover is drinking lots of water. Yeah. And not drinking too much. And not getting blind drunk. Yeah, not getting blind um, drunk. And I might be pushing it tonight in terms of how drunk I get, but... I think that's one of those things where people just came up with something that rhymes to make themselves feel better. And then other people are like, oh, it rhymes. He must know what he's doing. Well, the one about <laughs> snakes is true. Right. Yeah. It does help you. Um, it, you know, um, yellow and black, you're okay, Jack. Relo yellow and red. Um, red and yellow kill a fellow. Yeah, we'll kill a fellow. Uh, to identify, uh, what is it? It's, you know, it's the difference between king snakes and, and, and uh, coral snakes. Coral snakes. Coral snakes are like super deadly, and king snakes aren't even venomous. Coral. coral. Or at least like, or at least the venom that they have is is not like yeah. is not dangerous to people. <clears throat> well, and the bite will still hurt like hell. Right. And well, you might get a rash. Well, the thing with coral snakes is they don't have, from what I understand, they don't have the same kind of fangs. They have to chew and kind of rub to get that in there. <laughs> So, I see little snakes on a plane? Is that where we're going with I this? thought it was coral snakes <laughs> that, were, that were dangerous. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's harder for them to get to break the skin because yeah. of the way they're, I don't know. And king snakes are just kind of, meh. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's like, you, you've ever been bitten by a garter snake before? It hurts. Kinda. Okay, note the frown. What? <laughs> been bitten by a, by a garter snake. You haven't? Yeah, I've been bitten by a garter snake. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's all strong enough for it to hold on. But Yeah. Well, you know, when you're 10, it hurts. When you're 10, it's a snake. <laughs> 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 you know, when you're 10, it's, you know, ah! You know, everything is poisonous. The world is dangerous. 
with Daddy Long Legs is the most dangerous spider in the world, except it isn't. It's also not a spider. But uh, <laughs> and that would be venomous unless you're planning on eating the snake. Yeah. Right. Technically Guinness. correct, man. Guinness is the first beer I could ever stand uh, to continue to sidetrack a little bit. Um, on alcohol? I don't know why Guinness was the first beer I could ever stand. I think it's because maybe, you're Irish. I think, it's, I think it might be because I'm Irish. I mean, my middle name is Patrick, for crying out loud. That's a long-ass middle name. Patrick, for crying out loud. I know, right? How do they make that fit on the birth certificate? Well, you know, I think they just shortened it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just Patrick? Yeah. Reminds me of the old Bill Cosby sketch. For a long time, I thought my name was God damn it. <laughs> my, thing, my damn it? And my brother thought his name was Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, get over here. I'm Jesus Christ's dad. He's damn it. So Bill Cosby and snakes. He that, really was. Like a turn. He, he really was funny back, um, in, back in the day. He was downright hilarious. Just you know, controver- You know, just whole horrible controversy and badness late in life. Yeah. We used to have we used to have his. Uh, they still have a couple of his albums. Yeah, because they're still funny. Well, when I say albums, I mean vinyl records. Okay. <laughs> I got a CD. Anyhow, all right. Uh, sequels. I already said Fallout Three. There's really not no, much. Not Fallout Three. Half Life. Half Life Three. I'd like <laughs> to see Fallout Six too, but uh, they're actually making that. Like that's confirmed. I, they the rumor is that it's going to be set in New Orleans. Well, you mean um, they've already confirmed a five, then? Mm, you said six. Okay, sorry. Fallout 5, but it's the sure sixth it's game. It's the sixth game, right? Yeah. In my is. brain numbers New Vegas because it should have been fucking numbered. Yeah. Yeah. But if they... Well, I don't know. I, well, anyways. Yeah, uh, it isn't. It's just, you know... It is semantics. It's not important. True. Well, there is a difference between Fallout New Vegas and all of the other, almost all the other Fallouts. Um, Didn't have a new engine? No, um, no. Uh, Fallout New Vegas is one of the two games where you're not a uh, where you're not you're a vault dweller. Not a vault dweller. Yeah. The other one's being Brotherhood of Steel. Uh, no, two. Fallout two. Yeah, but you're descended from a vault dweller. Yeah, well, you know. Either way. Um, Again, semantics. Yeah, you don't come out of a vault. But um, you wear a vault suit. You wear a vault suit. Anyways, um, so. To, to we'll get to that. War never changes. By the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so sequels, sequels. What do you? Um, you guys have lists. Yes. Talk to me. What do you got, Michael? Well, I guess I should mention <clears throat> Doom first because that was one of the biggest disappointments. Uh, in a it had a really great minute and a half. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Which is sad because that's I assume you're talking about the part that most resembles playing the game. Right? Yeah, it was a great minute and a half. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, it was amusing. Yeah. And they need to get Carl Urban back in it because well, and it, it, on paper it sounded great. It was like, oh, Carl Urban, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, like. You know, and that was Carl before he was Carl fucking Urban. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you what I would like to see if they do Doom again. And I would like, and I and I'm with you I'm there. Sorry, yeah, I would love to see a Doom, but I don't want a sequel. I want to. I want a reboot that's where it's I, actually hell. Yeah, that's what I'm. That was my thing: is a reboot, not a sequel, because yeah. the sequel. We we want to forget the first one existed. There's no reason to have to bend things around that. Yeah, and yeah. Make, that was that was the main. Make thing. them actually fight the forces of hell. There's no reason to yeah. not have it be the forces of hell, except. Uh, except zombies were cool at that time. Yeah. But, you know... So, right. There's and still overlap there. Like, you know, you can have shambling hordes in hell. Why not? Yeah, it right. happens all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the dead, the damned, you know. Um, yeah. So, okay. Going from, yeah, we need to reboot that, to we need to go back to it. District 9. 
Never saw that actually. That could be interesting, although I'm not sure. I'm not sure how you would follow that up. Um, because yeah, the prawns would return mm-hmm. to help. Um, what's his name? Well, but all yeah, that's the thing is now you have the prawns showing up in freaking force. Yeah, but are they friendly or are they menacing? That I mean, you could do an entire. You could do the pulse of the entire movie that way. But the other side of that is is that. To start with, the humans had the upper hand over the prawns almost the entire time. They had them in these, you know, in these camps. They were just, you know, what happens when the, what happens when the tables turn? Yeah, I, I could I I could see that. District Nine was a really good movie, by the way, Michael. Yeah. That should go on the list. Um, it's yep. it's well, and the thing is, is it was it was a look at the. Where's my laptop? Tradition. I'm gonna actually start the list. I'm gonna actually maintain a list. <laughs> it was it was a look at. Um, different cultures, you know, and the and the one guy became, you know, as he slowly is slowly <clears throat> transformed, begins to understand what that other culture is like. It was a clash of cultures, and I think the you know the humans were determined not to. It was it was almost a it was almost a uh, it was almost a uh, uh, social commentary on apartheid. No, it absolutely no. Not only almost no, no, not, not, it was. From what I heard, it, it was. It was. It was filmed in South Africa. Right. Exactly. Uh, the prawns became, you know, became, you know, it it was people. absolutely intended as a social commentary on apartheid. Right. And so, you know, I would love to see what happens, you know, when when the tables turn. So, um, I think the next one is one you and I both have on our list because I was cheating and looking. At <laughs> Which is another Carl Urban vehicle. Dread? Dread. Yeah. I'd love to see an a, a update to Dread, too. Have I already started a movie list document here? It was, uh, it was such an amazing movie, but it just didn't really... Uh, it didn't have a huge... It wasn't a big hit or anything, you know? It, well, it just kind of fizzled, you know? It, it did well enough that they are actually doing a sequel, actually. Um... And Carl Urban, of course, is on board with it. Which is good, because Carl Urban needs to be on board with it. I thought, that was, I thought those were just rumors. I don't know if anything else. Um, from what I, I understood, that it was, uh, it was actually in, there was actually production going on. Um, but then I, you know, I've heard that there was production going on, and then it stopped, and it started, and it stopped. It's still in development hell. Yeah. Um, it's kind of fitting then, since we started things with doom and dread. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, according to a interview posted June 22, 2016, mm-hmm. um, there is not currently a sequel for Dread in, in uh, development. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Hence why it made my Carl list. Urban uh, tweeted on that day. Dread update, unfortunately, sequel is no closer to happening. Options have been discussed, but there is no sequel in development at this time. So it's no possibility, but if it happens, it's going to be a long time from now. Yep. Wait a second, when was that one? June 22, 2016. Huh. Yep. Moving forward, don't get your hopes up yet. June 21. I I have a lot of sci-fi movies on my list. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but yeah, that's, I'd love to see I'd love to see the one on Dread, because they finally got it right. Yeah. Which is funny because a lot of my friends did not did not like the new dread. Well, the thing is, you, you know, have it's to. Like, it's one of those things you have to actually be a fan of or understand 
the, the comics. You have to have yeah. some limited knowledge of it. Well, see, I never read a single comic. I, all I had is a, you know, the, the crappy Stallone movie back in the day. And uh, like, also, my friends will t- will tell me to shut my di- my damn dirty mouth when I say that Stallone movie wasn't good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't a good movie. It was commercial. Uh, it was enjoyable. I've never said the movie was not ah. enjoyable. But it was no, no, yeah. But it was not a good movie. Right. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. But it was a you know yeah well okay. The thing about Dread is that in the, that movie it establishes we never see Dread's face. Dread is you know he is Uber Judge. Yeah, right. he is the he is the judge. You know when the Chief Justice comes to him. And, and I feel that's that's kind of important, like thematically, that you don't see most of his face because it gives the impression that he is like above the common masses. He's like, oh, I'm this judge, jury, and executioner that's looking yeah. down through this this visor, through this dark, you know, like this. Exactly. You know, this, there's this surface, there's this level between him and everyone else. And unless he is working with someone that he, uh, who earns respect from him, he doesn't respect anybody. Everyone well, he, is just a bunch of you know he, potential. Yeah, it's not so much that he doesn't respect anybody. It is that there is a le- there are levels of respect. There is common courtesy for the average you know law abiding citizen. Right, that's true. And then there is you 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 have earned my respect. Right. You know. Um, but again, that's a little different because that's more of a rope. Like, oh, I'm just following the law by yeah. not being belligerent towards the average law abiding citizen, as opposed to his personal view or like opinion right. of them. I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, and you know the thing is, is that Urban only yeah. says that line once in the movie. Yeah, and it's like I am the law. It's like, oh shit, that's why. Yeah, you know, that's that's the whole thing you've been waiting for. You can go home happy now. If I could yeah. sum up that movie in three words, less is more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I haven't seen it, but like I've seen enough portions of it to know mm-hmm. yeah. that I want to damn see it. It's just one of those things well, that I haven't ever gotten a chance to see. And they, they do such a good. They do yeah. such a good job of even with without showing you the entirety of the world, showing you that world. Well, I was about oh, to yeah. say they did so much more with so much less. With like, the mega cities, yeah, yeah like the, the original movie, you see more, but it doesn't really. It well, doesn't evoke cram, as much. They try to cram a lot of you know a lot of history into this one movie. Yeah, you know, and and dread is just a day in the freaking it's kind of, life. yeah it's kind of scattershot yeah. it's like a, a breadth versus depth kind of thing yeah. whereas with dread it's very focused and you sure you don't see there's all these other things you don't get to see or you only hear about or maybe you can imagine but it works better that way and yeah. side note on the dread comic just for a moment it's really dread comic is actually really unique because it's one of the few comics that actually runs in real time yeah right now dread would be 72 i think yeah yeah, he's he's getting yeah. Oh, is it like a twenty four scenario where he actually ages with the comic? Yes. Oh wow, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that um, <clears throat> Dread also is. I guess a better analogy would be for better or worse that old Muse uh, comic strip. Mm-hmm. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, that. But yeah. Or you Dread, know, Funky Winker Bean. <laughs> um, the other thing with Dread is that um, in the comic, or you know, in the in the uh, you know, graphic series. Um, he is actually very compassionate. Um, it's just, you know, the, the law comes first. Yeah, he is lawful neutral. 
Yeah, he is lawful, lawful. That, that's yeah. His, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. His, 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 his alignment is lawful, lawful. <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, Ladies love lawful, lawful dread. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it just comes down to that. He is lawful, lawful. There is no, you, you know. But um, there is one point in there where um, there were people who were agitating for, you know, for true democracy. And Dredd made them hold elections. He made the government hold the vote. And the vote came up, no, we like things the way they are. <laughs> and he had to, and, and the thing was, is when he faces, when he faces down the next, you know, the agitators, he goes, no, listen, you had the opportunity. People like it this way. Yep. You voted for this. You right. have chosen this. Mm -hmm. Until you choose differently, this is the way it's going to be. Right. And I am the law. <laughs> and I and, and until it is different, I am the law. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of interesting um, applications to the real world where there's all these people in different law enforcement agencies that may not personally agree with the laws as they are, but they have to enforce them nonetheless. Yeah. Right. Like the so-called war on drugs and stuff like that. Right. War on drugs. Well, is so see, stupid. And the thing is, and that's that's where that's where dread is different in that. He doesn't agree or disagree. It is the law. It is. Yeah. You know, so... Well, I'm sure he still has personal opinions. It doesn't yeah. come into play. Well, no, he has... Yeah, he, he may have opinions, opinions as to whether the, draw, whether the law is... Ju is he just won't know, share those opinions. ...reasonable or not, but you know what? It's the law. Yeah. yeah. If the law is not... And that's the thing. Is if the law is not reasonable, he has also put into play things that will change the law. Yep. The character that we see uh, him with in, in Dread... Um, the side agent? Yeah, Hershey, I think. Um, she ends up becoming the Chief Justice. Hmm. Um, and, you know, and she... But uh, and there are so, so many, um, you know, stories from like, you know, what, 20-some-odd years of, of Dread that are out there. I think another reason why that movie, the, the Dread movie, works so well um, is that you uh, you essentially take on the role of the rookie, you know, like yeah. that's kind of like vicarious, like how um, Wesley Crusher was supposed to be like a stand-in for young kids watching Star Wars, or like Robin was like a stand-in for people watching Bat or Star Trek, sorry, yeah, uh, and and Robin was like a stand-in for people watching or reading Batman. O'Neill was the the rookie was, the was kind of the audience stand-in, yeah, it's just kind of like holy crap, right? Which brings me to one of my other things on there. I would like to see a sequel to Stargate in the movie-verse. Yes. Stargate SG-1 was really good, though. And it, it was... was de deviated. And it yeah, was intended as a sequel. But it deviated from what they originally had in, had in mind. Yeah. I like I like Stargate Universe as well. I haven't radar. seen Atlantis or Universe, so I cannot... I, I watched a lot of SG-1, then I went to college and didn't have a television or cable. Right. Atlantis is, is basically SG one somewhere else with a different city and, and slightly different and a different team. A little bit. <clears throat> they end up bringing people in. Um, Samantha Carter ends up uh, running SG uh, uh, SG Atlantis. SGC. Um, and uh, they bring uh, Rodney from the other guys. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> oh, if you haven't seen the other guys, by the way, that's a movie should be on the list. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> but that's an episode. The other yeah. guys. I know. Uh, anyways. But yeah, Just, I would like to see I would like yeah. to see that more in the movie verse, right? Uh, than the than the TV starting verse. to actually maintain lists like I so, like I should. There you go. Okay, tag you're it. Uh, well, to piggyback off of Stargate, um, part of why 
I think that would be uh, the time would be ripe for a Stargate movie is um, first of all just the advances and special effects and technology and what you can do with like 3D and 4D and all that mm-hmm. stuff right. and then secondly I think 4D is just time you realize that right I thought 40 is the motion stuff in the theater. No. The fourth dimension is time. Anyways. Okay, well, I'm time. talking about the, the marketing speak, not reality. Right. That's <laughs> what well, matters when you're talking movies. Okay, fine, 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 fine. <laughs> anyway. Um, and the biz, you see. Anyway. <laughs> I've got to be pedantic because I have so little to actually contribute here. Uh, <laughs> well, that's also very apt for the entertainment industry, but moving on. <laughs> so anyways, so... So yes, uh, Stargate. Um, I, I feel like there's a huge... Uh, science fiction audience right now between obviously Star Wars being resurrected and Star Trek's revitalization going really well. Neon was apparently really good. It was. I, it was more like a Star Trek episode. I really wanted to see it, but I didn't. I, I have I, to lend you my I missed it. Appreciate it. Yeah, I still need to see that too. I mean, movie night. Just getting really <laughs> yeah. That's the list for movie uh, night. More like movie weekend. Right, right. But yeah, I, I think it would be good. Well, I've got timing. five on there so far. Right. Including one that... that uh, Spoiler alert, I think we should do an episode on uh, the anime movie, Ghost in the Shell, and then the live-action movie. That would be fun. That would be fun. I'm down for that. And that's actually on my episode's ideas list. Another, another thing, too, I think, with the you know, relatively <laughs> recent science fiction boom is uh, the, uh, the success of uh, Battlestar Galactica. That was, a, that was a huge hit. And that dealt with like deep, a lot of deep and complicated themes over a long mm-hmm. period of time. So I think between the pulpy, you know, Star Wars episodic type stuff, and you know, the more deep stuff, like there is a kind of a um, a wide variety of tastes. So you could make that movie anything in between. You know, mm-hmm. like you could do a lot of stuff with that property. And you I think that's cool. No, no, no. I mean the new Star Trek. Oh movie. no, that's right. what we did. We did adaptations see, we'd like to see. Right. See, to me, the current Battlestar Galactica compared to the old Battlestar Galactica was Battle Soap Opera Galactica. Um, because it was all, uh, it just, I don't know. It, it, My favorite Battlestar Galactica print, uh, vehicle is still Space Mutiny, which, um, spoiler alert, stole uh, the space scenes whole, whole cloth from the original Battlestar Galactica. Uh, <laughs> um, and actually ran into a lot of copyright problems because of it. Do you think? Yeah, right? Well, I like space soap opera. Right. So I have no problem with that. Okay. So which movie were you saying? As you, so you were saying uh, Battlestar Galactica needed? No, Stargate. Stargate. Still talking right. about Stargate. Stargate would be, would be good, yeah. yeah. I was making the case for why there's a, an audience for it. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, special I'm, effects I'm, could be pretty awesome at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I'll tell you a sequel I wish had been good. <laughs> um... <laughs> That's a different thing. Yeah, well, I have so little to, to contribute. They could have made a good sequel for The Sting. Oh, oh yeah. They made, a, they made a sequel for The Sting. It was terrible. But Jackie Gleason. It had Jackie fucking Gleason in it. Uh, that was a waste of talent. It didn't have, you know, Robert Redford and Paul friggin' Newman in it. Yeah, which is... And they could have... Uh, I know. That's like, a, that's like a human Jar Jar Binks scenario. Like, hey, throw this thing, throw this person in this character. Don't get me wrong, I like Jackie Gleason, but he is not Henry Gondorf. It just doesn't fit. Mm -hmm. And The Sting is my favorite movie. (laughs) Or, well, one of my favorite movies. Actually, I guess my favorite movie is still Good Night and Good Luck. To anyone who's listened to my uh, top Top ten, but I want to say The Sting was like number two. Right. 
So, so what do you got see. on your list, Ben? Um, next one I have is <laughs> the best Star Trek movie ever made, Galaxy Quest. Want to see a sequel, <laughs> a sequel to the Galaxy Quest? <laughs> yes. That could be interesting. See, the problem is Alan Rickman's dead. Yeah. Well, we, we weren't concerning ourselves with you know, the likelihood of it. That's true. Um, I, like to, I like to entertain thoughts of ones that could potentially happen, though. Yeah. Actually, I would love to see the reason. What I would do with the Galaxy although it'd be interesting Quest, to see what they would do with the fact that Alan Rickman's dead. Yeah, what I was thinking is is that um, what I'd like to see with with Galaxy Quest is them doing the handoff to the next generation. And you know they could even tie that in. You know, Alan Rickman's character having died, and that's what brings them together before they mm-hmm. do the whole passing of the torch thing. Right. Yeah. Or you know, or them find, having to find somebody who's worthy of that, and you're realizing right. that it's no, worthy of the ma- of the makeup. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> who's worthy? Yeah. Who's wor- worthy of the forehead? Like Rothgar's <laughs> hammer, he will be replaced. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that would be the yeah, but um, I'd love to see. I'd love to see what they what else they do because. At the end of Galaxy Quest, they were showing them, you know, back in action, which, you know, I'm thinking they needed to go with the direction that actual Star Trek went in with the next generation. Yeah. You know. That could be interesting. Or the series of movies. And Tim Allen hasn't done, like, anything of value in a long time. Yeah, it's, yeah. Been, a, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, Tim. I know you're listening. His and career is like an archipelago. Archipelago is that how you say? Archipelago. Archipelago. I always forget how to pronounce that. Archipelago. You had it right. You just had the wrong wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like it'll be like long stretches of nothingness. Oh, this is interesting. And long stretches of nothingness. Oh, hey, check this out. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, like, he had home improvement. That was pretty good. Yeah, it starts with home improvement, and then you know yeah. he does what. Uh, Santa Claus one, the Santa Claus, yeah, which See, was good. Still a yeah. classic. Santa yeah. Claus two sucked. Santa Claus three, uh, my my Santa Claus three was bad, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> but they brought like Martin Short into yeah, it as Jack I, Frost. And I gotta say, I do. Um, I one one of my favorite reviews of of Santa Claus three was that Santa Claus three is the is the uh, is the cinematic equivalent of tertiary gonorrhea. <laughs> wow, that is an extremely specific analysis. Right? It was uh, it was very <laughs> evocative. <laughs> yeah, but you had Christmas with the Cranks, um, which that's, that's yeah. this is getting a little too depressing. Let's move right. on. <laughs> did you make Galaxy uh, Quest? Bad yeah, 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 Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest was in there, yes, and yes. then you got Zoom, uh, Zoom Academy. Yeah, yeah. That, so, was, yeah. that was definitely a thing that was done. Yeah. It was yeah, just not as good as Sky High. Yeah, right. Sky High was good. Much better. Yeah. Sky High was so good. And I, that's what because that's Bruce on my fucking list. Campbell. Um, Bruce fucking Campbell. Yeah, a, a sequel to Sky High would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, speaking of Bruce Campbell, uh, he's had that Ash versus the Evil Dead series. I want to see Ash versus Evil Dead. I do too. I just haven't got around to seeing it either. But uh, if judging by the reviews, uh, everyone says it's great. You could have a you could have a movie that's along those lines. You know, maybe just a bring back it. another Evil Dead movie with Bruce Campbell. As Why not? Get it as Ash. Why not? It's the same premise, right. basically. Or you know, you could make uh, you could make that great um, comic book crossover into a movie. Ash versus Freddy versus Jason. Jason. Yeah, <laughs> which was a comic book and it oh, was yeah. glorious. <laughs> I, I feel like move this microphone that's, farther away from me. I'm projecting hard today. It, uh, that, that's something that only it has to be in comic form to really yeah work. Yeah, it really you know? does. Freddy versus Jason wasn't a bad movie. 
Except for the whole Freddy versus Jason part was only in the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I meant the specifically Freddy, Jason, Ash thing. Yeah. I think I feel like you could do two of them, but you can't really do all three of them justice yeah. in the same movie. Perhaps. It's tough. It's right. tough. So what's next on your list, Mike? Um, I'll come up with something eventually. Something something completely different. Um, inside for inside Out. It's a really good movie. Inside Out, the, the Pixar movie, right? Yeah, I think what you could do with that is it could be a later stage in the girl's life. Yeah. You know, like, it's a logical progression. Like, all those things, I mean, that's, that's a human condition. You never escape that, you know? Inside Out 2 almost could be a... For all I know, they're already making because that made yeah, them a crap load of money. Oh my goodness, was it a cash cow? Well, the thing, the thing with and Inside well Out, the thing with Inside Out too, and this is my bleeding heart showing, um, <laughs> is that it would also be a great vehicle for showing people what it would be like to have a mental illness, and basically taking the stigma out of you know depression, uh, grief, you know those types of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how these do, days I kind of want to do an episode on the fact that I am clinically depressed and anxious. And I've, you know, <laughs> I've been through, I've been through uh, situational depression. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's one of those things that yeah, you, you just lose so many viewers, listeners. <laughs> if, I, if we did that episode, I feel <laughs> that's that's the depression talking <laughs> slightly, <laughs> um, and the anxiety. Um, <clears throat> but um, because we have so many listeners right now, exactly. By the way, um, I, I hope that any of you who were at the uh, who were at the panel for VisionCon enjoyed it, uh, because this is going live after the VisionCon panel. Um, so will. if you happen to get a- access to this tape before VisionCon, it was great. Um, <clears throat> if you managed to get access to this tape before VisionCon. Uh, may I have your time machine, please? There are some things I'd like to fix. Right, this is where it gets complicated. <laughs> right, this, this, part, this part gets complicated. So, um, but yeah, I, I think, I, but you know, I can could, I could see her, because Inside Out 2, can you imagine puberty? <laughs> well, yeah. You have I to mean, do it very tastefully, too. Yeah, dude, the idea that, well, the every, you know, nothing's the same from day to day. But yeah, yeah I mean, there's so many, so many different, and I've never seen Inside Out. Oh, you should see it. It's, it's, it's really worth good. a watch, so I've been told it's going on the movie list. Right? <laughs> the, the movie list is going to be about 7 million ep- entries long by the time we're done with this episode. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, that's, that's a really good one. Yeah, basically, like you could do that. You could do so many things with that. You could do that as various stages of life, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. from, you know, uh, like you said, puberty and then, like, y- young adult, official adult, adult. And or you could go as far as like the original character is then has like a daughter or son of their own, and then that's the new person with mm-hmm. the little you know uh, emotion people or whatever yeah. you call those feelings. Yeah, <laughs> right. They were feelings. Yeah. That was what they were. They were feelings. Okay. feelings. Yeah. Well, motherhood. You know. Um, well, they did a they did a thing with the mother and the father. Uh, it was a short mm-hmm. where it was what's her name. It was it was main character's first date. Yeah. And it was really interesting seeing. Father's uh, anger, yeah, because like father's anger had this big handlebar mustache, and <laughs> yeah. that's great, right? They were all very, <laughs> yeah. I just I like that because there's a lot of different creative directions you could yeah. take it, but at the same time, like you know, you got the original team involved, and you God knows you have the budget with the success of the first one. So, well, right. God knows you have the budget because Pixar has literally never been able to do wrong. Yeah, they except have... for and, and I mean Cars. 
horrible movies, but financial right, massive right. successes. Yeah, yeah, they got the Midas touch for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. I haven't. There, there has we never been a Pixar movie that has not made yeah. its budget back. We could do a Pixar episode at some point. What we need to do is we need to go to Pixar Studios and just you know. Rub up against something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Steal something from there. Get that you know, mojo. Yeah, yeah you know, box bring, bring a crystal or some shit. Success. Um, you yeah, know, because bottle that shit. Because uh, we can <laughs> afford that on our budget, and by our budget, I mean however much money I have. Well, we forget however much money I have. Uh, <laughs> and so far, <laughs> you know, uh, um, I'm the one who's bankrolling this though. <laughs> At least so far. Um, you want a partnership? <laughs> So next one on my list is Hancock. A sequel to Hancock? I would love to see more of that world. It could be interesting. Well, yeah. remember that you know he he had lost his memory, but as he as he began to learn more, you know they they more and more of them died. What if he was wrong? You know what if he misremembered? What if there are others of them out there? You know. I guess the, my my reticence on that is more about the character development than the world. Because like, what are you going to do with the character? You know. Well, yeah, but that's the thing is, is there's so much more to that because he was just coming into his own as an actual hero, you know? Right, yeah. Um, yeah he was just figuring out who and what he really mm-hmm. was. And I have a movie I can I can uh, recommend, so well, I'll wait. But <laughs> <laughs> I've got a movie, but you know it, there was there was so much that I think if we concentrate more on Will Smith's character and leave what was his name, uh, the. the Got it played. You guys played by uh, was it Patrick? Um, why am I? Wasn't it like? the guy from Arrested Development? Yes, the, the Arrested Development guy. Yeah, I mean he was he was kind of cool, but he you know it was also kind of a schlub, you know, mm-hmm. and it just like come on, you know, get yeah, but Michael uh, Hurwitz. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure. I always I always mix up his name with the American no, Psycho's name. No, Michael Hurwitz is not. I know American Psycho is Patrick Bateman. What's the... uh, Gosh, I can't remember that guy. Uh, I'll get it in a second. I thought it was Patrick something or other. I've got the IMDb page coming up. Anyway. But yeah, I I guess that could work because, you know, it's like the whole idea of... It's easy to be like, yes, I'm going to change my life. And then after that initial euphoria... Will Arnett is... It's like, can you actually stick it out? ...is George Bluth. Right. And Jason Bateman is my Jason Bateman. I knew it was a Bateman in there. Yeah, it was Jason Bateman. Yeah, I always always think Patrick Bateman, which is the American Psycho character, for some reason. Yeah, in the Bates Hotel. Jason Bateman, yes. Um, Yeah, I'd like like to see more of that world, more, you know, because the mythology behind them, we don't get to see, all we get to see is what they can do. And damn, when two of them fight. Yeah, the fight was great. Yeah, I mean, and... It was it was epic. It was godlike because they are gods. You know, thunderstorms and shit were happening while they were fighting. Very very frightening. Yes, thunderbolts and lightning. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean that's that's what I want to see more of more of that world. Yeah. Um, My cynicism is about to start showing because here's the movie I would like to see. A good movie based off of DC Comics. Mm. I have hopes for Wonder Woman. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I'm thinking I have hopes for Wonder ball. Woman. Yeah. Right. Okay. Can you could you vague that up a little bit? <laughs> you just and gotta, the Batman and, and and the Nolan Batman trilogy was pretty good, uh, except for the third one. Well, the first okay. two of the yeah, third one kind of fell apart. 
the first two of the uh, of the Michael Keaton Batman. Yeah, were were pretty damn. Honestly, good. A, a good a good Superman movie because we haven't had one of those since Superman two. Yeah, we haven't had one of those since Christopher Reeve. I actually like Man of Steel, but I'm apparently in the minority on that. You very I was, much are. I was, I was I was okay with Man of Steel. I Although to call it a Superman movie is a bit of a stretch because it's not even really Superman till the very end. I mean, it's a big, big origin story, I guess you could yeah. say. Yeah. But I liked it for what it was. Mm-hmm. So I love the first... I, you, I'd love to see a sequel the first ten minutes of that movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 we're all agreed on that. Yeah. I have a friend who, who will argue incessantly that, oh, it's just Superman for a new generation. It's like, no, Superman is time... My, my, my counter-argument is Superman is timeless. It's yeah. kind of the point. Superman is an archetype to which we all aspire always. Right. That's the idea of Superman. Not right. me. I aspire to Batman. Okay, fine. <laughs> Superman is what all is is a is an archetype to which anyone can aspire, and have him having him be a mopey, sad, whiny baby is counter to the point of Superman. Right. Well, I mean, but then, by the same token, it's it has always been that whole idea of that there is a there is a great deal of of. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? There's a great deal of soul searching that goes on is as part of. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is it makes it that much more powerful when he actually you actually see him go through that and figure out who he is, just like any other human being. The problem right. is he went through that in Man of Steel, and then he went through it again in <laughs> Superman versus Batman, which yeah. was bullshit. Right, right. and you're not going to get any argument from me. And this is you have that's a weakness of. That's There's nothing weakness. inconsistent with my take because I hated that movie, yeah. and I thought it handled Superman terribly. Yeah. So when I'm talking about Man of Steel, I'm talking about in a vacuum where Man- Batman versus Superman is not even in the equation. Fair enough. Right. I'll or, give. I will give that to you. See, I'm. I'm, I'm my, my friend, well, unfortunately, it's my friend who argues that Batman versus Superman is this magnum opus that cannot be touched, and no, <laughs> it is not. It really is. It's an okay movie that completely mishandles Superman, makes Batman what makes Batman honestly about as awesome as he should be, but only in the last bit. Otherwise, he's a maudlin little bitch too. Right. Yeah. And and almost single-handedly ruined Zack Snyder's career. Right. But by the same token, yeah, three-quarters of... I can, I'm I can, sorry. I've had enough <laughs> alcohol now that my filter is off. Um, <laughs> hey, so. if it's laying into that, I mean, by all means, that's a low-hanging fruit there. Right. So what do you got next? I have... Uh, let's see. After Inside Out. I, well, we covered Stargate. Uh, oh, yeah. Boon, uh, Boondock Saints 3. Uh, a lot of people... It was very well. Here, I will start this. First of all, there's a there's a subset of people who actually liked Boondock Saints, a pretty big one because it's a cult. Boondock Saints has a very big cult following. But essentially, to get I love Boondock Saints. Yeah, for people who aren't familiar with the with the phenomena that is Boondock Saints, um, the short the abridged version here is. It was a uh, Norman Reedus and someone else shoot a lot of people. Well, not the plot for the movie. I mean, the whole like, yeah. Pop, uh, pop culture footprint, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a it was a movie that was uh, that that was going to be this big new like it was supposed to be this big franchise type thing. And there's actually a really interesting documentary called Overnight about Troy Duffy and the the director and the making of the movie and everything. And gives you an idea of the clusterfuck that that whole pre production production is. But uh, hmm. without getting into all of that uh, insider stuff. Um, it was going to be a lot bigger than it was, but then the Columbine shootings happened, 
and that movie really didn't time well, and it was already no. going to be a limited release. And yeah, I was going to have yeah. So basically, it got right gutted. There. It got yeah. gutted. There is essentially like hardly any theaters that even released with it. Which is a shame because it was a really good movie. Yeah, so just kind of like it just kind of fizzled, and no one really knew about it. And then over time, it slowly built up this following mm-hmm. um, right. enough to get a second movie. Right. Yeah, and that was 1999 because of course Columbine shootings. Right. And yeah. then it wasn't until 10 years later they finally released the sequel. Which, All Saints Day. Right, which, you know, some people thought was okay, some people really liked, some people really hated. It got it was kinda all over the place on the reception, both critically and family. I have watched it twice now. Yeah. And I have this much to say about Boondock Saints 2 All Saints Day. It is an okay movie. Yeah. It is not a good Boondock Saints movie. That is my take on it. Yeah. Because I liked how kind of understated the first movie was. Right. And the second movie what I everything mean, is bigger everything is big and over right. the top and crazy there's like this right. there's that, like this two minute long epic shower scene where they're like washing off and cutting their hair and getting ready to go out <laughs> oh, yeah yeah go go back into the world because they've been hanging out in Ireland for the last God knows how long well approximately 10 years approximately 10 years yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah I understand and I agree to an extent it's just that I don't care. They didn't. I feel like they didn't, <laughs> I feel like like it, it's examining it in a vacuum. It's not a bad movie, right? Mm-hmm. It would not. It, and if that had been the tone that was set in the first Moondock Saints movie, yeah, I would have been fine with it. The problem right. was it went over and above. Well, the main problem with it was that all the interesting ideas were already established and executed in the first one. So the second one essentially became like an overblown parody of itself, of the first one. Which, for what it was, I thought was really enjoyable. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't particularly, you know, groundbreaking or anything. But, I don't know, it went into the origin of the Duke, which I thought was really cool. Mm. And uh, I actually really liked... um, Oh, gosh, why am I drawing a blank here? Um... The, Julie Benz, Julie Benz, uh, the, the character, the, the, the Rocco stand-in, right? The, the what now? The Rocco stand-in, the the guy. Who, no, no, no. You're, you're, uh, that's the the Smecker stand-in. Yeah. Who oh, had okay. a brief little cameo at the end there. Yeah. Okay. But, fair enough. Yeah, but no, the Rocco stand. I actually, I re- I enjoyed him. I liked him too. Uh, he wasn't bad. Just it was like, okay, well, we killed Rocco in the first movie. We need, we, we need a we new need, Rocco. We need a new yeah. Rocco. We're <laughs> right. gonna need another Timmy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, so. Yeah, anyway, but not to get too off point here. Um, so, you know, the, the second one was kind of mixed reaction. But uh, what the, the significance of setting all that up is at the end of the second one, essentially what happened is there's this huge, surprise, surprise, there's this huge climactic shootout involving the main there characters. There was a firefight! <laughs> yes, indeed. And, you know, tons of bodies were dropped, and in the process, all the main characters got injured uh, with the, you know, Rocco version 2.0 the most. Injured, where he's, like, in a coma. Did he end up, like, dying again? He was, like, he had this, like, respirator on and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, he was almost, I mean, it was it was kind of ambiguous, but he was in really bad shape. Um, and then, but they, they set up this thing where they're actually, like, being officially backed by, like, the Vatican and stuff. And it was becoming this, like, worldwide franchise-type deal. And it was heavily implied that they were about to get busted out of prison. And then the, it ends with this shot where you see Connor and Murphy McManus... Uh, looking out into the prison yard where, of course, you know, they're in the the lion's den because there are all these criminals that hate them because that's what they do is they kill criminals. That's why they're there, you know. They're in this hospital right, you know, next to the prison proper. And they they look through the the window at all these prisoners and they kind of, like, hold up their fingers, like, finger guns down and go, like, pshh. 
So it's, you know, basically something where you could, like, kind of like how John Wick opens up the world and has a bigger scale. You could do something right. like that with the Boondock Saints 3. Now, this is the reason why I kind of agonized about whether I should pick it or not. The reason I did is because this is Fantasyland where our sequel is actually good. Right. I, I, I feel like if someone, you know, if I had to be realistic about it, I'd be like, no, don't even attempt it. Because the odds of it being good are, like, 10% maybe, right. in my yeah. opinion, at this yeah. point. But, um, you know, if it if the timing was right, if they actually had a real... And that was, again, I think the problem with the second one is it took them so long to kind of even throw it together. It, it suffered from inertia, you know, inertia, like a lack of momentum. Well, so anyway, um, that's my take I will on say it. this. Um, the internet tells you that you may, that you will get your wish in part. Yeah. Norman Reedus has confirmed that they have been doing uh, production work on Boondock Saints 3. It's just production is going slow because, you know, he's kind of in this Yeah, show this, this, little, this little thing. Kind of Daryl. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> he's just the tiniest bit Daryl. This, this, this little day job um, called The Walking Dead. But yeah. no, he, it has been widely confirmed, at least as of October oh, 2016, that. that there will be a Boondock Saints 3. Huh. The question is whether it is most is, is actually apparently just a matter of scheduling. Right, right. Which often these things are yeah. a matter of scheduling. Okay, so I want to take I want to Ooh. take a uh, can, can I say a thing because I thought of one. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. I, Contribute. It was a sequel that there was that there was a lot of rumors rumor mills talk going around talking about them making, uh, which never ended up happening. But I would have loved to have seen. Um, which was Constantine Two, ah, yeah. that about uh, made my list. Yeah, with um, yeah, with, with even with Keanu Reeves. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Uh, what's his name? Matt Ryan, Matthew Ryan, the guy who actually is who is who fucking yeah. is Constantine. Yeah, yeah, uh, is a way better Constantine than Reeves was than, than Keanu Reeves was. But you take what you get as Reeves. But I would take a second Constantine movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Because that first Constantine movie was good. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Yeah, it's uh, it kind of re- rebuilt the the franchise to its. And I think yeah. this has been kind of a theme with several of our picks. It did a really good job building the world. Although, don't get me wrong, I would love even more a second season of Constantine, please. I mean, I know <laughs> CW's doing an animated series, but and they're gonna get what's his name to voice it. Voice it, right? I'm very happy about that. I'm gonna totally fucking watch and it. I basically knew nothing about Constantine going to that movie, and I was able to appreciate. But sorry, I love. I, I really like Hellraiser. Or Blazer, sorry. Hellraiser. <laughs> That's a whole other franchise. Whole other franchise. Has had a difference of letter. We have yeah. such <laughs> things to show you. Yeah, I didn't actually much care for Hellraiser, but I really liked Hellblazer. Yeah, I think um, Hellraiser was a bit overrated. Okay. Yes. So I want to take a time. I want to borrow the time machine mm-hmm. because the next go on the way back movies, machine. The next few movies I have are impossible. Are '80s movies or '90s movies? <laughs> okay. So starting this is my with, surprise face. Are we looking at reboots or are we looking at actual sequels? Um, could be either, because uh, you got to you got to look at a lot of different things there. First one, Goonies. Okay. Goonies, I think needed. It, it was one of those. It was one of those series of movies that was done on its own. It's supposed to be complete in and of itself. But I want to see what their kids end up like. That's fair. Um, I want to get out your torches and pitchforks. <laughs> I don't like the Goonies. I I think it's overrated. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it's, it. It's not bad. But it's, not great. It's, it's not bad, but I think it is a massively overrated movie. If you want to talk about torches and okay. pitchforks, that's how I feel about ET. I agree with you wholeheartedly on ET as well. One of the most overrated movies in entire. It's so long. 
And slow. Plotting. Yeah. Okay. Happened I'm sorry. Yeah. We have now destroyed Wait, your childhood. Digress. No. No, you did not experience my childhood. Perhaps. Again, this is magical, hypothetical sequel land right. where it gets to be good regardless. Right. That was my you main were, concern you were, with you that guys, concept. You guys, you guys were raised on on the pred- on the on the ancestors, or I'm sorry, on the descendants of ET. Yeah. Um, remember, ET introduced the world to Reese's Pieces. <laughs> um, also introduced the world to Drew Barrymore. That, that at least those are two strong yeah. arguments. These are um, these are two strong arguments. Sure. <laughs> um, Especially Drew Barrymore. Or three, depending on your count. ET re- introduced the world to a friendly alien. Um, we don't get enough friendly aliens. That's true. Um, and until then, all alien show, all you know, all movies about aliens were cautionary tales. Yeah. Was because it was it was very much McCarthy or a Red Scare, mm-hmm. the alien among us. The aliens, yeah, the aliens were basically the Russians. The thing. Um, I'll tell you actually. Sorry, uh, this mm. is a minor digression, but you know it was a really good remake, in my opinion, of ET. Mm. Super Eight. Yes, Super Eight was a damn good, and Super Eight would have, uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm with it you was there. it was really just ET. <laughs> From um, a different point, from a completely different perspective, but Super Eight was really good. Yeah, I, Super Eight. I would love to see a sequel to that. That would be. I would like to see a sequel to Super Eight too. And I think I would actually. It has. Like to see that. It has the weirdest title ever because it's based on. It, they're talking about a type of film. Yeah, it, um, it, it has nothing to do with the hotel chain. I, I think of the hotel chain when I hear that. Yeah, right. No, Super Eight. <laughs> can we? Can I disagree? That's a bad title. No, it was. I was well. Okay, it, it, I think it's a bad title. It was a decent title after seeing the movie, but it didn't. Then that sell means the, it's a bad. But title. it didn't sell the movie. Yeah, right. A good title sells the movie because there were things in that movie that neither does John Wick though. Yeah, that's there. Were, there were things in that movie that were just amazing. You know, oh, the yeah. characters um, and okay, being a child of the seventies and the eighties, yeah. seeing bits of my childhood reflected there that I did not even see reflected in Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which I keep meaning to see because, because apparently I'm the only s- person of the group that hasn't. Uh, <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is we saw the, what what Super Eight did better than Stranger Things was reflect the re- reflect the way people were, you know, in the cities and normal, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, so I just had forgotten about that movie until just now. Yeah, yeah, but man, it's, it's a good movie. Yeah, and, and you know, and just watching that that scene where the the girl. Uh, is you know is acting to the point that everybody else is going, oh, wow, you know because she's got you turn it she, you know she turns in this 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 teenage girl turns in this dynamic beautiful performance and all the guys are going, you know you turn back and all the guys are slack jawed like whoa you know because we make because we make crappy home movies exactly you know, and, and, and she, she knows how to act she knows how to act yeah you know and and it was just and she even carries it off over the train scene but you know yeah i want to see what you know what their how their world was changed uh, next one i want to, i would go to is ice pirates never heard of it <laughs> It's a fun movie. Ice Pirates. Ice Pirates. Is that the one I'm thinking of? I, I know I've seen it. Uh, Angelica Houston was a uh, Ron Perlman was in it. Okay, give me give me the elevator pitch. Uh, Ice Pirates is basically a fun space movie about uh, the world where water is the uh, is the primary. Um, okay, yes, currency. this is the one I'm thinking of. 
Mm-hmm. And yes, I would love to see a sequel to Ice Pirates. It's this one that it, that is. It has a silly part in the middle. The tide travel part? No, no, the castration part. Oh God, yes, that's hilarious. What the? Okay, I'm. All right. They're captured and they're captured and and uh, and uh, they're being. They're going to be turned into slaves. Monks. Slaves. Eunuchs. Monks is the term. I'm looking at the website right now. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, so they they go through and there's this. Um, there's. This, then there's the castration phase of being you know, of, of, of becoming a, well no I, oh no he's pretending to be a monk to avoid being a slave becoming a slave oh, it, is a process that involves becoming uh, castrated yeah and so there's there's these jaws you know and then, wow okay um, and, and they're coming in and it doesn't actually happen is the thing yeah spoilers there, and and they're on the on the line it's happening you know and then this woman says act as though it actually happened. As, act as though that which was ta- that which was not taken from you has been, or something along those lines. Yeah. It has John Carradine in it too. Yeah, and so they come out. Man, <laughs> this thing has this thing has a cast. It has a cast and a half. <laughs> I mean, it's so uh, okay. yeah. And, uh, what uh, Michael Ur- uh, Michael Urich Ur- uh, Urich uh, yeah Urich Robert Urich Robert Urich of Vegas. Um, a a show that was before your time. And, but yeah, it was just, it was a fun movie. It was, it was hilarious. And I'd love to see that level of chemistry yeah. with that casting. I haven't seen, it's been a long time since I've saw, since I saw Ice Pirates, but mm-hmm. yeah, I would like, I wouldn't mind seeing that. And my, then, my, everyone else kind of left the room. I, th- I kind of left the room. Where it's like, seriously, there's this scene where they're making a joke about castration. It's like, <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny, isn't it? Right. So, okay, and going through... It's all about how you pull it off, am I right? Uh, <laughs> see, that wasn't a good joke about Castro. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does take a little bit of, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a cutting, you know, there's a cutting edge you have to be on. That sort of joke takes real balls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now I think we've all made bad jokes about Castro. Yeah, so. yeah. Moving on. Okay, so um, then there are the movies that, at the end... We saw the trailer for it, always, and we want to see the next one. So, like Masters of the Universe? No, I didn't see Masters of the Universe. Well, um, it ends with Skeletor popping up and actually being Skeletor. Ah, uh, no. Like this finally one, being a skull face and everything. Right, right. Uh, no, this one is like Dr. Detroit. Okay. Uh, at the end, Doctor Detroit returns in Doctor Detroit Two: The Wrath of Mom. Like, oh, like, like, <laughs> so, so, like, we want the Bakaru sequel Banzai. to Bakaru Banzai. Bakaru Banzai versus the world, the world, the world uh, crime the world league. league. Yeah, I'm reading straight from my list here. Bakaru Banzai versus the world crime, crime league. league. Yeah, yeah, that's on my list as well. Please, <laughs> History of the World Part Two. <laughs> that would be good too. Because it was implied in the title. Hey, we're yeah. actually getting a Spaceballs too, so why not? Spaceballs yeah. was on that list. We're um, getting Spaceballs too. We are. It's the thing that's balls happening, balls. right? It's too bad. Um, and then um, because we both, we all know worry about ruining the. It's legacy. not going to be very good. <sighs> it depends on what they can do. I don't know. It's Mel Brooks. The man is fucking brilliant. I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt at this point. Yeah, he has. He but I do it. share your concerns about it. Yeah, I have my concerns, but it's I, it's Mel fucking Brooks. It's probably going to be his last movie. Yeah. Um, Which means he could do all the things he's wanted to do forever. Right. Yeah, he has wanted to be able to work again. And only yeah. he can pull off certain things. 
Only the old Jewish godfather. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I feel like it could be really good. Give me a moment that. while I whip this out. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me while I whip this out. Yeah. There's, oh, man. There's, Although yeah. I still say it's going to be hard to ever top Blazing Saddles. Yeah. God, you could you can't do Blazing Saddles today unless Spike Lee and and, and unless Spike Lee did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, unless Spike Lee and Mel Brooks got to oh that would be, be that would be the, the world would end. Um, but then my last one on on my eighties yep. on my eighties hit list, the last Starfighter. That would be great. <laughs> Although I want to see that as a remake more than a sequel. I, I do too. Yeah, I, I agree. Remake is yeah. the way to do Reboot that. Reboot on that one because you have to start that one. But how do you do it? You know. Well, and the thing is, now we live we live in a time where video games are and so internet ridiculous. connectivity. Um, right. It could actually be kind of interesting mm-hmm. to have. I, I can tell you how you would spin it initially. Um, the first portion of it, you know, before you actually find out. Mm-hmm. That holy crap, it's this real thing. Right. Is you have the online, you have an online gaming community mm-hmm. where this game just appears one day on a bunch of people's download list, mm-hmm. right. and no one knows where it came from. And people are like, "Oh, it's guerrilla marketing, you guys." Yeah. Well, <laughs> people assume it's a guerrilla marketing or something, and they start playing the game. Right. And I think the way you would do that is you have a few people get really good at the game mm-hmm. instead of just. One more. Yeah, you have like a whole squad. The main character is the squad leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like yeah. that. It could be like a uh, like a MMO esque thing or like a uh, MOBA, like a sci fi MOBA thing for the yeah. game that they play. See the thing. The thing about it though is that it, it's where you get Death Blossom, man. Yeah, Death Blossom mode. The, the thing about it was that is that is the whole community in that little trailer part. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of cool. But anyways, yeah, uh, Last Starfighter. But there are thing, there are people that you just cannot replace, like Grig and. Um, well, I think the trick is to find a way to. Centauri. Find a way to do the movie, to do the remake, reboot, what have you, without trying to replace them. You have to just kind of roll with the punches and, you know, do, do make a choice for a character that kind of fits the new vision. You know. Right. Yeah. Instead of trying to recreate the magic of the first one, because then it just it's going to seem fake. It's going to seem forced. Yeah. I mean, for specific characters and actors or whatever is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, because Centauri was part of the magic of that. So, yeah. That's what I'm not gonna tell you. <laughs> so just to piggyback off the '80s theme, mm-hmm. uh, I think what would be a really cool re uh, remake would be uh, Death Wish. The old Charlie Bronson oh, movies. Oh God! Old Charlie Bronson movies. Shit. Especially in, we, we, we live in a time right now where there's all this like crazy stuff going on. You have like riots and protests and all this stuff, and like just on a global scale too. There's a lot of like you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's just, Death there's a lot of danger you know yeah. in Death average Wish, situations potentially. Death Wish though was about crime. It was you know it was it was about well that was an organized crime thing right. Well, some mob guy killed his wife exactly, and he was he was untouchable. Right. Um, you Which know, was and, you know the Punisher. Well, yeah, the Punisher. Wish we had the Punisher for that and the Executioner, but mm-hmm. I think the thing is, is that Charles Bronson, in his character, he wasn't a special forces dude, which he is wasn't. what made it interesting. Yeah, that's why it resonated so much. It was just the everyman mm-hmm. who was just like, you know what? I've had enough of this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, uh, Charles Bronson. Yeah. For that matter, Dirty Harry. I could see a reboot of Dirty, of Dirty Harry. Yeah. yeah. It would be good. Um, 
It's just and that's reliant so much on the one actor to uh, Canada, and to steal a little bit from our casting episode. You know who'd be good for for uh, for uh, Harry Callahan? Who's that? Carl Urban. Oh. <laughs> I think Carl Urban could could do dirty could do Harry, uh, Harry Callahan. Oh God, yes. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Go ahead, Bond. Make my day. <laughs> it's just one of those. It's it's hard. That's one of those. It's really, really hard to hard divorce to that from yeah, Clint Eastwood. It really, it's true. It, it just really is. You'd have to direct. Yeah. Yeah. Clint. Yeah. It'd have to happen yesterday. Is Clint still alive? Yeah. He he, he just uh, well he did American Sniper recently. Huh. So. Yep. He's still doing his thing, mm-hmm. which, by the way, made a hajillion dollars. So he's not just still working; he's being very successful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very okay. I don't know. The last thing I remember from Clint Eastwood was um, an argument he had with an empty chair. I think that's was it a twenty was it twenty fourteen when American Sniper came out? I think so. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty recent. Because I was still at Chase. But I don't. Uh, I. I I, I don't hold his politics against him. I, well, yeah. But, no, uh, because, oh my God, those movies. I'll tell you what. Oh, no, I, I know what I'm thinking of. Gran Torino was the last movie he said he was ever going to act in. That may be what you're thinking and of. Gran Torino was such a good movie. Love that movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. Oh, man. Yeah. But yeah, the 2014, I still had a big up. Um, Rub it in. So let's see. I we ticked off Buck Rabanzai and Death Wish. So there was a couple on my list. Uh, just a couple of uh, quick asides. I don't have a whole lot to pontificate on. Um, I think a Django sequel could be really fun. Django Unchained sequel. Because what you could do with that is like now that uh, now that he's freed his wife and everything, and he's he's been trained by you know his uh, mentor and all that. Um, you could essentially. They could essentially uh, be like freeing other people and have like a whole crusade going on, you know? Mm-hmm. They could like lead some sort of uprising or just have a very specific mission in mind but do it together, you know? Mm-hmm. Have like a kind of a husband wife ass kicking dynamic going on. I think that could be a lot of fun. That would be, yeah, almost like the Zorro, only, you know, uh, most recent Zorro. <clears throat> I can think of another sequel that I would love to see. Uh, this one is also one that's actually in the realm of possibility, um, and that is um, Hellboy 3. That's on my right. list. Hellboy 3 is pretty um, Hellboy. And, um, you know, Guillermo del Toro had actually... Um, he put a thing up on Twitter a while back, mm-hmm. uh, which was a uh, quick poll. Yeah. Who was interested in a Hellboy 3 trailer? The <laughs> options were yes and hell yes. <laughs> yeah. um, and he had said, actually, in another tweet directly after that, if this poll hits... Uh, enough votes and enough, you know, favorites and likes, etc. I will go talk to Warner Brothers or whoever it was. Yeah. I can't remember which which group it was. Yeah. And it hit that in no time. Right. And he said uh, it later in in Twitter. Okay, um, we are now okay. Now we're now talking with Ron's with Ron's people. And <laughs> yeah. the, and There's no talking to Ron's people <laughs> as much as he hates the makeup and everything. Uh-huh. He's well, no, no, it's, do it. it's not talking to Ron's people about getting, about convincing him to do it. It was talking to Ron's people and the studio to get a time we can all sit down and talk about it together. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and, I, would, I would love to see that. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, um, I thought I heard rumblings about this. This may be a thing that's happening, uh, but a Dungeons and Dragons movie that doesn't suck. 
that would be high on my That could be nice. There's kind of a renaissance going on with the streaming and whatnot, and the fifth yeah. edition being a success, and just the self-public, you know, this the self, like, print-on-demand stuff where tabletop as a whole is kind of flourishing right now. Yeah. So I think this would be a good time, a good climate to release a movie like that, well, especially with a big name like that. Right. You could actually get the general audience in to see it. Yeah, and the thing is, the, the, the problem has been with, it, with all the Dungeons & Dragons movies, is that they didn't have a good plot. Right. Mm-hmm. They had no plot. They were relying on the, on the game mechanics. Yeah, you need to essentially have a good fantasy movie that then happens to take place in a setting of Dungeons right. & Dragons. Not, okay, guys, we're going to make a D&D movie. Uh, now yeah. try to justify it after the fact. Right. So what they need to do <laughs> yeah. is get Matt Mercer to write it. There you go. <laughs> or at the very least, provide some kick-ass voiceover. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. He, and he could, yeah, I'm sure he would actually be down for something like that. Right. Now, there's two superhero-ish movies I'd like to see. Yeah. Jumper... I actually liked Jumper too. A lot of people were like really yeah. liked Jumper. Jumper yeah, they're, they're, it left a lot of doors open. Yeah, uh, and then Push. I never saw Push, so I can't really speak to that. Even though it was, apparently it's, it's practically the same movie, apparently. Only with telekinetic instead of it's telekinesis instead of teleporting. And, and there are and, 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 and there are there are different factions within as opposed to this hyper secret government you know thing. Um, I think it was church militant actually. Yeah, but either way, those two I'd like to see. That can be interesting. So let's see. Oh, I've I've got several things here. <laughs> yeah, cause I, got, I got several more on here too. Um, I, I a few of them are just you know fairly quick as well to touch on. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, Payback, payback too. Uh, if anyone saw Payback, the Mel Gibson movie, it's kind of a uh, kind of a sleeper, like cult following type thing. I feel like I saw. Some I mean, of it that. did okay. It wasn't a huge hit. Yeah. Um, it was really it was a character driven movie that was really interesting, and, and the whole thing about it was like essentially you know rooting for the bad guy kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Where I mean, he was a thief. He was a criminal. There wasn't really anything that redeeming about him. Mm-hmm. But like he had this code of honor going on where it's right. like hey these assholes stole this precise amount of money from me and I'm going to go get it back oh, yeah. and there's this running joke where people are like alright man take whatever and he's like I just want this amount of money and people are like you're risking your life over this paltry amount of money what the hell is the matter with you right. That's what this <laughs> is what they took right? and it's just like yeah and uh, it was just it was a really unique uh, interesting movie that um, Here could actually go. I think could work with a, with a sequel if you, if you had the right premise yeah um, Another one I thought of that just doesn't work for a sequel, but uh, reminded me of it of some of the similar ideas, and uh, was Lucky Number Eleven. I love that movie. Do not want a sequel because there's no reason to make one. No. But that kind of reminded Lucky me Number of Eleven was really good. So good. I'll tell you a remake I would like to see, or really just you know they could just re-release the same damn movie and it would be fine uh, <laughs> because not enough people saw it, uh, which was Seven Psychopaths. Oh, yeah, that's great. Seven Psychopaths was really good. Yeah. Okay, so I was thinking of looking at movies by by actor. Vin Diesel came up. Mm. Okay. Because originally I wanted to see a good triple X because I did not like the se- the second triple X. Uh, has any of, have any of us seen uh, the third triple X yet? Not yet. Nope. Not yet. So we got, got my wish there. But then Babylon AD. Oh yeah! I never saw that actually. That was that was. Uh, which was, one was Babylon AD? Am I thinking of the right one? Uh, Some sci-fi he, world, and he's like trying to protect this young girl or something. Right. She's yeah. She's supposed to be like this messiah figure, uh, and he ends up. Uh, yeah, 
um, having to protect her, and then <coughs> the end of it is he, she was programmed, she was only built to do one thing, and that was to have the children and then die. Um, but he ends up taking care of her children. So I'm going, yeah, there's that. Then, of course, The Last Witch Hunter. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. The Last Witch Hunter left that whole world open. And it it's almost, it almost, it almost did what, um, it, even without the preponderance of movies before it, um, it almost did what Skyfall did for Bond. You know? Mm. Which was, okay, now everything's new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I might uh, now. I'm I'm going through all everything I've ever li- list I've ever mm-hmm. rated on Netflix. Um, four ideas, right? <laughs> um, and a movie that I would love to see a sequel to um, mm-hmm. is Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> oh man! That's because you could movie. just really make a sequel to it, yeah. and just have them all be old. <laughs> Have Michael Keaton be in it again. Well, you could do that whole passing the torch idea. Yeah. yeah. Johnny Dangerously was a fine movie. Oh, gosh. Right. It was, it was, That's a classic. Yeah, it was a movie that took itself ser- so seriously that it was funny as shit, and that was because, the idea. Yeah, it took itself incredibly seriously, right. and everyone knew, we have to take this seriously because this is a stupid movie. Right. Well, it was Police Squad before it was Police Squad. Except with mobsters instead of right. Police Squad. Yeah, pretty exactly. much, yeah. yeah. That about sums it up. Okay. So, um, I got a couple others that I'd love to see. I'd love to see the next thing, the next step in Tron Legacy. Yes. Amen, yes. brother. Definitely. Uh, it was just I, not. It was not bad. Yeah, it was. I mean, there was so much, and they, you know. Um, and please get Daft Punk again. Yeah, Daft Punk. Oh hell yeah! Yes. Yeah, in the Matrix. Um, okay, True Lies. That one I would love to have seen. A sequel to, to True Lies? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, are we, yeah. if we're employing the time machine for this one. No, no, let's go with Dana. Seriously? Dana! <laughs> you know, like, like, a, like a 24 Legacy kind of thing? Like a, yeah, you know, I mean... Person. Well, imagine growing up in that family. <laughs> Both your parents are, you know, are super smart. Well, that, that, that is a funny premise of, like, trying to escape the craziness that is that family. Yeah, exactly. And failing spectacularly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can sit, picture her, like, getting married and moving across the country and all this stuff, and then it yeah. just... And it still follows help. her. Yeah, it yeah. just shows up at her doorstep. Yeah, true lies, Merry Christmas, you know. <laughs> that could be fun. Um, of course, the Zombieland, just because. Uh, yeah, a sequel to Zombieland would be great. Yeah, it's a great movie. Next one I would want to see... Um, Unbreakable. A sequel to Unbreakable? Yes. I don't know how I would feel about that. It would I, have it, to be... I passed it in my list. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not sure I can mention because I love Unbreakable. It is yeah. a fantastic movie. It is the ultimate. But it wraps itself up. Yeah. It, it, it ends... Almost perfectly, in my opinion. It really does. It, it is hard to of, disturb that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was. I mean, yes, it uh, it ends on something of a cliffhanger, but it also ends perfectly. Right? Yeah, it does. They well, by the way, isn't that what all comic books do? End in a cliffhanger, and, and, and in a meta perfectly. sense, that is the perfect ending. For and, the and, game and, and, and comic books know how to do, yeah. Yeah. So okay, so I have one more that we is has got to be the last one because I think Neil would freak the fuck out. <laughs> So do you have any more on your list? Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. I've got a few I can fire through before you... Uh, uh, before we get the big drum roll for you. Right. All right. So I've got... Uh, 
There's one I could rent. I, I basically a good Alien vs Predator movie. <laughs> That'd be good. And I gotta yeah. say, let me let me let me couch it in this. Um, I feel like the their approach to those movies was. Oh well, we have to have all these relatable humans to make it a, a real big boy movie. No, you don't. Just throw a bunch of aliens on there, throw a bunch of fucking predators on there, and make it awesome. Yeah. And please don't make it on Earth or whatever. Make it on some, you know, basically yeah, what I want to see. Fucking predator, the main character. What? Yeah. What I want to see is I want to see predators communicating with each other as if they're fully fleshed out human characters just with like subtitles or something yeah. and then like have like a real like a serious story like everyone is committing and playing it straight only they are predator characters not human beings you could have all kinds of different directions you take that with that you could have like a like a big game hunt that goes uh, terribly awry and like a few predators have to try to get the hell out of dodge and hunting the hard meat is, uh, is, is is a rite of passage for hunters too right yeah. um and yes, that's what they call the xenomorphs. The hard, hard meat. The hard meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So many jokes, so in time. Right. I didn't make up the terminology, okay? Yeah. Hey, I mean, they're, they're already, they're already uh, you know, yeah. both creatures are very, uh, yeah. shall we say, um, phallic? Genital adjacent. <laughs> here's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. here's the thing also. Um, there is not a dearth of material that could be easily adapted into good alien versus predator things. Right. The reason I know they're called that they call them the hard meat is because I've read the alien versus predator books. Yes. And they are good books. They are. They're good. Yeah. Books. I mean, you could. And you could. Do, I mean, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking of all these premises. Like, you could have. You could have like you know. You could you could take a you could actually because they don't really get into the specifics of the predator like culture and society they leave it somewhat mysterious which in a, in a sense is good right. but you could you could show a little more of that and peel back yeah. the curtain a bit and you could have like some sort of like you get the basic dynamics of a few characters and you could have like a rivalry between two young hunters that are trying to prove themselves and maybe they're just trying to they're mm-hmm. supposed to on paper they're supposed to do the hunt but in reality it's like a Sith thing where they're really trying to kill each other in the process right. you have like a cat and mouse game. you can do all I'm trying kinds to become fully blooded that. yeah yeah you could do a lot of different things with that and it's just like you just have to have the balls to just commit to it yeah. you don't have to worry about oh well we have to have this tie-in so that no, it's somewhat relatable right. no just play to the fan base yeah. and trust that the fan base is there to see the movie yeah because right. there's enough of a fan base uh, to, absolutely to, and, and what I mean what I mean by fully blooded just to continue to establish a little bit of cred especially after having said very little to say <laughs> um the actually hunting the hard meat yeah. is a right is a literal rite of passage for the for I can't remember what the predator's actual race is called. Yeah. Um, in order to be kind of recognized as an adult right. and as someone of you know uh, power, you have to hunt one, you have to kill one, you have to be observed by a huntsmaster doing so. Right. The huntsmaster then. Uh, anoints your then burns into your forehead with their with the with the xenomorph blood, blood yeah. uh, the sig, uh, the sigil of your uh, of your, your right of your ascension. That's right. badass. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. just so awesome. Like just burn that shit in my forehead. Yeah, that's like being becoming a first print. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty sweet. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, really good it. books, and I haven't read them why since I think the idea is so great. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I was reading Batman. I was reading Alien vs Predator in middle school. No yeah. wonder I messed up. So another versus thing, which this this may well happen, but uh, since they're doing the new Kong movie, uh, King Kong vs Godzilla, that is actually supposed King to Kong vs Godzilla. Yeah, they they have been they making, have tentative plans for doing. They that. have want they've been wanting to do that. Yes, yeah. and I, I growing up, that was Godzilla was always my favorite monster. 
And uh, I, I mean, I was like, for there's a brief time when I was a kid, I was basically obsessed with Godzilla. I was like checking out books on Godzilla at the library. I was watching the old movies, like taping them on TNT and watching them on VHS. Right. I remember, you know? I remember. I was um, the Godzilla comic book, which is the first first time I ran across the, <laughs> some the few times that my parents let me stay up past my bedtime when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, was on TMC or AMC when they did their big movie monster marathons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I could stay up as long as it wasn't a school night. Yeah. Or essentially, as long as it was Friday night, I could stay up as long as I wanted to watch Godzilla because my dad wanted to watch it with me. <laughs> right? Fun and, and fun additional uh, bit of in- info and trivia because I want to contribute more. Um, the way they got the scream, the the uh, the, the iconic the, Godzilla the sound. Icon, yeah, was they took a uh, they took a glove, coated it in violin rosin, and then. Uh, and then uh, scraped the, the gloved hand across uh, the harp interior of a piano. Yeah, across <laughs> piano strings. I, I remember hearing about that. That's interesting. All right, so... I'm still looking through... Because there was one I saw here that I would like to see... Uh, a Honestly, we need to... Well, actually, I can say one thing I would like to see just more movies of. Yeah. More Muppet movies. More, but yeah, you can't go wrong with the Muppets. Yeah, I passed. Yeah. I passed the Muppets in my in my list. I was like, there aren't enough Muppet movies. Well, yeah. the Muppets are like Pixar. They really didn't make a really bad movie. They made some forgettable movies. Yeah, but they and, were not and, bad. And, and and some of the newer Muppet movies were very forgettable. <laughs> um, but part of that was actually really bad marketing push by Disney. Yeah, they kind of trusted word of mouth. To tell, let everyone know that the Muppets were coming again, yeah. and um, yeah. nobody knew, so the word of mouth couldn't spread. Yeah, <laughs> nobody, nobody could spread word of mouth. It's all the um, more reason to kind of have them restore them to their former glory. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I'd also kind of like to see Bill and Ted three, which is also something that there has been rumors yeah, of wanting yeah. to do. Yeah. Oh, I saw the interview with him on Graham Norton about that. Not seen that. He basically lays down the entire the entire plot. <laughs> I might have to look that up then. Keanu Reeves, yeah, Graham Norton. So a few last uh, things for me to touch on before you do your big drum roll announcement. Um, the Shadow. I really like that movie. Yes, it's kind of campy, but in a fun be way. Nice, yeah. Yeah, they did that one really well. Yeah, I think they 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 had like a kind of a playful but noir thing going on there. Yeah, playful noir. That was yeah. A good, yeah, and, and of course they had Jonathan Winters as you know. As, yeah, Alex Baldwin fucking killed it. In yeah, the shadow. Oh, he nailed it. He's too old to do it now. But yeah. yeah, he yeah. fucking nailed it. But yeah, I feel like you could you could find a younger actor that's the right sun for is the shining. role. Right. The, the ice, ice is slippery. slippery. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, yeah. He na- he fucking nailed that, and the the whole that whole noir, you know, it's like, how can I read your thoughts? My thoughts are hard to miss. Mm, why is that? You uh, was it uh, psychically? I'm well in doubt. I'm sure you are. <laughs> I mean, that it was, was like a banter for sure. Oh God, yeah, it was just the the chemistry between those two actors was very good. Yeah, you know. Like I'm not taking any of your bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I think they could, that could be interesting. Um, and along those lines, the Phantom. Yeah, it's the too Phantom, bad. Yeah, the Phantom really just wasn't treated very well. In it the wasn't. Movies. Yeah, it no. wasn't. 
but I, I, I saw the the raw potential was there. It just mm-hmm. didn't quite execute it right. Yeah, they, they it had, didn't. It, it was very mishandled. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because they had good. They had good stuff. Billy Zane did a good job. He pulled yeah. off the fan. He has the charisma. <laughs> yeah, and again, they they put a strong, you know, a, a strong uh, female lead in there too, who carried her own side. You yeah. Know? Yeah, that was a, one of my favorite parts of the movie was just how like. Uh, Blase, she was about certain stuff like the end. So it's like, well, so you're obviously the fan. Like, we, we both know that you. Right? Yeah, exactly. Clearly, you know that I know this, right? Like, yeah. come on. Uh, or was it, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, with the with the whole thing with, uh, and then her and Catherine Zeta Jones also, I was like, that's a female bromance going on. Right there, <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, that kind of reminds me of that scene in, uh, towards the end of Luke Cage where, you know, uh, the detective and the nurse uh, yeah, yeah, have, are bonding. Have, yeah. Well, and, and of course that brings me to another another '80s movie that I forgot to write down mm-hmm. that we should have seen a sequel to. Flash Gordon. The problem is, you can't. I mean, I would love. I would like a Flash Gordon sequel too, but Queen can't do the soundtrack again. Yeah, I know. I know. We should have seen. We can't do it anymore. Because fucking Brian Blessed, oh... Right, well, Brian Blessed's still alive. I know, no, I was going to say... He could still do it. Timothy Dalton's still alive. Yeah. He could still do it, you know. Timothy Dalton is such an underrated actor. He was one of my favorite Bonds. Yeah. He just got crap movies. Was he he the guy that played the villain in Chuck? Yes. That was fantastic. Timothy Dalton is a fantastic <laughs> he played actor. The villain, he played the villain in The Rocketeer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he played a Nazi in The Rocketeer. Yeah. He played to, Errol to, fucking Flynn in The Nazi. He played both James Bond and a Nazi. That's some that's some variety in your resume. Right? I know, yeah. right? <laughs> he was just amazing as an actor. Yeah, he is, he is a bit underrated as an actor, I think. Huh. So let's see. To round up my list here, um, I have uh, Shoot'em Up 2. Shoot 'em Up is a great little Clive Owen, Paul Giamatti, just crazy yeah, balls no, I, to the wall action movie. That's essentially a parody of the genre. <laughs> Shoot 'em Up was a lot of fun though. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it, it's the one that has the scene where he tries to exchange food stamps for bullets. There's also a scene where there's the giant sign and he's like "fuck you" and "fuck you too" while shooting at the letters. Yeah, as it was like food stamps. Food stamps as good as cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, of course Serenity too. Was that the one that you were holding off on? No. Oh, goodness. Okay, good. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I would love to see a, a Serenity. Um, I would love to see a Firefly Season 2. More yeah, well, I would take, honestly, I would take, take anything I could get. get. Right. Um, I would take literally anything I could get on that. And the thing about it, it's, it's, um, it's too bad the, uh, the guy, Ron Glass, that played the preacher passed away, but he was killed in the first movie anyway. Not to be, you know, yeah. not to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, morbid? Well, no, not morbid. Flip? Too soon? I don't know. I guess not to be, like, you know, cold about it, not to be, like, transactional about it, but it is what it is. Like, that wouldn't affect the premise of the second movie, you know? Right. So that could still be a thing that happens. Yeah, but then Wash would have to stay dead, too. That would be a shame. Yeah, that would be a shame. That's why I need season two. Right, because so, in that continuity, Alan, Alan Tudyk's character is alive. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, except in the comics continuity, he's not. It actually, actually, there was a comic continuity that picked up right after Serenity. Yes. Uh, kind of like Buffy Season 8. Yeah, yeah but they would ignore all that there, anyway if they well, continued. But there was a whole bunch of comics, there was a whole bunch of comics between the end of Firefly you know, and, and Serenity. Well, I guess that's the, that's the pickle, isn't it? Because if you do a second season of Firefly, 
with people being so much older, you would have to assume that Wash is dead at that point, unless yeah. you're completely ignoring the right. offense of serenity. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's a bit of a quandary, but I would like to see a serenity too. If if if, the, if my choice is that nothing, I will happily take that. Right. <laughs> so that's it for my list. Uh, okay. I'm still seeing if there's anything else I can say. All right. I'd kind of like to see a sequel to K-Pax. Yeah, but man, that would mean we would have to find out what really happened at the end of K-Pax. Read the books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because there are books. Yeah. There are many books. <laughs> it's actually uh, spoilers. There, there is. Uh, did anyone care? Yeah. In the books, it is revealed that Prote really is an alien. Huh. Um, See, I, I love. Happened I love... to be inhabiting the body of a comatose man who had a lot of. Psychological problems. Right. Um, now this this makes me wonder if when the sequel to Blade Runner comes out later this year, if they're going to actually reveal Deckard as a replicant or not. Well, he was supposed to be a replicant. Right, but they never officially. It was never explicitly stated within the first movie. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if they will address that. And love how there are a bunch of movies that I've rated in in Netflix that are just called movie now because Netflix has apparently deleted their name. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, well, Netflix the way they cycle through. Okay, so I'm I'm going to. You're gonna. You're gonna Let's not drum on that table because <laughs> it will. I like that. I'm sorry, everyone who heard that. Uh, but what was? What, just go ahead. <laughs> the professional. <laughs> A sequel to. <laughs> they end with this. Leon's dead at the end. I know. But Natalie Portman's character is still alive. That's true. And she has all of his training. Apt pupil. Yeah. Yeah. And I was—I've always wondered, what yeah. does she do? With what Brian? does she do with with the fact that she lived with Leon for as long as she did? So yeah. In the sequel, would like how how old do you see the character being in the events of the sequel? Well, would okay, it first be of Natalie Portman. It would have to be Natalie Portman. Yeah. Because Natalie Portman can carry off any movie she's in. Yes, she can. And can you see Natalie Portman going from I'm living this nice, wonderful life to Oh, you killed my husband, you motherfucker. The close, I think the closest we've seen her come to that is probably um, V for Vendetta. Yeah, V for Vendetta. Yeah. yeah. It's. I mean, the only other one that comes to mind is Stars, but it doesn't really count. Because no, it's more just kind of like... There's, there's not any, like, visceral grittiness. It's just kind of like, pew, pew, lasers, oh, look. I'm yeah, and we know, she, we know she's going to get fridged anyways. At the right, end. right. You know, yeah. um, but it's, it's, the thing is, is seeing Natalie Portman play a character who can kill you in 16 different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because he taught her, God, so many things. He taught her everything. He taught her everything. Uh, you know, to the point where, she, yeah, she could hit a, she could hit, a man at you know hundreds of yards with a paintball gun, you know. Uh, I think I like the idea of her being like this uh, anonymous ticking time bomb. Like mm-hmm. no one really knows what's going on in yeah. her head and what she's capable of. And then, like you said, the right things transpire and boom. Yeah, she has, she has she has to bring those talents. Because can you imagine what that girl's life would be like? I mean, you know, doing doing those upside down sit ups. Her her core would be just like you know yeah and you could you could establish that like 
she is like so crazy committed to like staying in shape and doing all that stuff because of sentim- sentimentality. But yeah, I can't even say yeah, it. sentimentality. Sen- yeah. yeah, sentimentality. Yeah, yeah, sentimentality. Yeah, the full glass of milk every you know with every meal. That's like her homage to her yeah. friend. You know exactly carrying on his legacy. Well, because at the end, of, I mean, how how does it end? I mean, Leon dies, but she gets away. Right. Yep. She's and she gets fun. away with a lot of money. We got a ton of cash. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you know, it, it's like here's this here's this what fifteen year old girl, you know, um, with oh, she was like thirteen. She was like thirteen. She was young. Yeah. Which, Actually, uh, she might have even been twelve. Yeah, with a I ton of cash out, but... and training from the best hitman on the planet. From Leon the Professional. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, apt pupil, all of his training starting at a young age. I mean, does she become a hitwoman or does she try to live a normal life? And I love I love the, the hubris of the, the people going, oh, well, just some kid and, you know, that's mm-hmm. totally not going to bite us on the ass. And then it's like... 10, 20 years later, you know, 10, 15, 20 years later, bam, yeah, she ex- hits the fan. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, yeah, or they, they find out she's still alive, you know, or something like How that. How old mm-hmm. is Nellie Portman? I know, uh, anyway. She's. She's of some some age or another. Yeah, I, she's she's not past her last fuckable day. Uh, <laughs> um, wow, that's uh, incredibly sexist. Well, that's, I, don't, I don't think so. No, actually, what that women, is... Women talk about... Um, no, that was actually a Sandra B. Uh, was it Sandra B. or... Well, there's an Amy Schumer. Amy yeah, Schumer, yes. is 35, Amy, which... Yeah. And yeah. Amy Schumer, Tung, that's Tung firmly in cheek, but... Exactly. Well, that's what that is. is the, the whole <laughs> yeah. last fuckable day. You know, where she... Because she's still, she's still cast in roles where she's, you know... Um, wow, you know, I've gone, I've gone through my entire rating list... For mm-hmm. Netflix now, <laughs> and I've mentioned like the three movies I'd like to see again. I'd like to see uh, more, like more of. Yeah, everything I rated on Netflix does not. I mean, if they're great movies, Doesn't but need a sequel. would not 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 only don't need a sequel, would probably be wor- would be made worse for having a sequel made. Right. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. I I kind of struggled with the concept of going out of my way to create sequels. How long are we in on this? Actually, we're ne- we're pretty much done. Yeah, that's why. Damn, we've been talking for about an hour and a half. Yeah, that's why. Go it's still about now to, to bring up the professional, because the possibilities there are just endless. That would be fantastic. Yeah, you know. And at this point, like she has, she has come full circle in the sense that she kicked off her career with that amazing role. Yeah. And now she is firmly established in a household name. So yeah. it would be a good way of kind of tying in, like, the people that are familiar with that and the people that aren't, like, kind of bringing it all together, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think that would be kind of a cool, you know, oh, communal thing. Yeah. The only problem is he couldn't have Jean Reno in it. Yeah. I He'd mean, have flashbacks, maybe. Yeah. Well, he'd be older, though, so it doesn't really work. But, well, the thing is, is that that's the point to the whole thing. And, yeah, she was 12. 12, in, yeah. In, uh, Which I believe, wasn't that how old uh, Jodie Foster was in Taxi Driver as well? I think so. But and I don't know whether Natalie Portman was 12 at the time, but, uh, but uh, right. Matilda was 12. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, a 12-year-old with a lot of money. What does she do with that, you know? I'm going to Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but it's, you know, there's got to be some, you know, some 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 naive, caring adult who goes, oh, yeah, I thought, you know, who takes her in and, yeah, it just, it's, it's got to happen that. So yeah, there's a lot of different directions you could take that. Yeah. 
So I think we're uh, unless unless Neil has something. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, tapped out here. Yeah, but yeah. No, no, at the end of I'm, I'm remembering. It's been a long time since I, since I've seen Leon. Um, but no, apparently she was asking for hit work at the age of twelve at the end of the movie too. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I can it's see such her. a good movie. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> hit is. girl before hit girl was a thing. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Which does make me wonder if that inspired that character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next week we will be talking about things and stuff. <laughs> um, we might have a recap from VisionCon. I don't know. Yeah, um, and and we we're gonna be putting we're gonna be putting another episode of War Never Changes in the can. Yeah. Um, Who knows when that will actually air? Yeah. Because the nice thing about those epi- about the retrospective episodes is that we can record them long in advance, and I can just sort of pepper them in. Right. They're um, always relevant. Yeah. Yep. But wait, you're you're revealing our secrets, man. I know. It's like I have a back. It's like I have three episodes in the can that we haven't that, that I haven't published. <laughs> Except I don't actually only have two, but right. still. We'll we'll have three by the time we're done. Yeah. All right. But yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe. So, a, maybe a. a maybe, or at least start with a uh, with a uh, debrief from VisionCon. Yeah, and then we can do the sequel to the sequels. Do you have any? Do you have any uh, quick roundtable? Uh, yeah, we'll do the prequel episode. Movies we'd want to see a prequel to. Any uh, any final thoughts on <laughs> sequels in in general? Um, sequelitis is kind of a horrible thing yeah. uh, these days. Um, Marvel um, has completely destroyed the idea of just a sequel because they have. Well, they've also destroyed the idea of movies based off of an original fucking concept. <laughs> it's hard. Mm. Eh. Someone optioned Tetris. Yeah, but I feel like uh, that was already a thing regardless. Marvel is just a convenient scapegoat to, for, to excuse people that are already doing that. That's true. Well, so Marvel I would, really revolutionized yeah. the idea of storytelling. Just like... Just like if it uh, the fact that I think we've already done adaptations we'd like to see, yeah. I would like to say... I would like to... Well, even then, I would like to say things that we just generally like to see in general that hasn't been yeah. a thing yet. Like... The last movie I can think of that I saw that was that was based off of an original concept, mm-hmm. um, like purely original concept, was The Terminal. The Tom Hanks, where he's stuck in the airport terminal. I thought that was based off a book. It was a true story. It was a true oh, story. Oh, true story? Okay, yeah. well shit, there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> true story, Play bro. Played it for the win. Uh, that's Solomon. I thought Plato said that. Nothing true. Nothing new under the sun. No, that that's uh, that's Ecclesiastes. Well, they both said it. Possible. Well, if there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> touche, sir. Touche. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those widely attributed things, but I I yeah. always get played out. In any case, um, yeah. Uh, try to come up with ideas. Um, try to actually keep a list. If anybody has any good ideas of episodes they'd like to hear, send me an email. So basically. Okay. Sequelitis and uh, more original property, please, is your yeah. takeaway yeah. on that. I, well, I, I, there's nothing wrong with sequels if they're good. Right. I am nothing against a, a well-executed sequel. My problem is I feel like Hollywood is stagnating slightly, right. and I think it probably goes through phases like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Avoid, avoid sequels for the sake of sequels, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Make it... My general uh, thing to say is if you're going to make a movie, make a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. yeah, make it make it worth the while. Yeah, make it worth going to see. Yeah. But yeah, um, I we're definitely I definitely want to see about maybe doing an a an episode where we talk about 
Ghost in the Shell after having watched both the, both the live action movie and the anime. Yeah. Um, anime is only like an hour and a half long, so it's not too bad. Um, but yeah. Um, anyhow, we've been rambling long enough. This has been Neil. The one true Ben. Michael. No sequels for Ben. Uh, <laughs> I'm one hit wonder. That's why yep. it was a one hit wonder. That's right. And we will. Uh, we will. You will hear from us next time on Geek Fanthology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter A and the number 6. Opening theme is Ultra Mega Hyperstorm, and ending theme is March of the Mind, both by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast, or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. We read all of them. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us either by donating at our website or on Patreon at patreon.com workingtheory. A final thought. I think we might be done with sequels for a while, unless there is enough fan outcry for more.